welcome back to episode three of the Dugout Podcast. Holidays, Thanksgiving, had family last week, got a little busy, decided to take a week off, but we're right back at it with episode three. Um, just an FYI, had another busy week, so this episode's only going to be like 30-ish minutes, a little bit of a shorter one, but still great. <laughs> Um, we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, who I am a diehard fan of, and how disappointing they were last week, and how that kind of ruined things for the season going forward. Then we talk about the Titans, and how them missing out on Derrick Henry has been a huge loss in their offense. Uh, after that, we proceed into some just a fun topic, a fun baseball topic, where we look at some of the obvious or low-hanging fruit jokes of all, not all, but some MLB franchises from a Reddit post that I found. There's some really funny ones, some really good ones, and I thought it would be fun just to go over and read through some of them and, uh, yeah, have some lives. Let's get into this. I was, uh, shopping at the King of Prussia Mall this weekend, and for anyone who doesn't know, 30-minute drive from KOP Mall. It's like... So, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but if you went on Wikipedia, I think square footage-wise, it's actually the biggest mall in America, but it's like up for debate. It could easily be. I think Mall of America actually is, and KOP is second. But anyway, it was like... Believe it or not, I live like 30 minutes from this mall, but like... So I've been to it a bunch of times, but it's not like a place that I frequently go to. It's always like, oh, like, let's make a day. It's good kop mall so i'm always with other people when i go there man went there by myself for the first time Whew! i never realized how much i relied on other people to get around that mall i literally was i swear for a good 15 20 minutes did not know where i was the mall is so big you get to a point where like you just like less and less you start to see less and less people and you're just like dude what is going on <laughs> eventually i found the food court and i know where the food court was at and i was like okay i'm good to go but anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Eagles football here. Oh man, I knew, I knew they were gonna, they were gonna break our hearts. So obviously, we're coming off that game against the Saints, and like things are looking up. We sh- we strung together, and anyone who doesn't know, I'm an Eagles fan. I live right by the city. I've always been on Philadelphia. Everything. So beginning of the season, I wasn't very optimistic with this team. We had a strong week one, and Jalen Hurts was like, oh my gosh, wow. He looked really well. And then it just kind of was a roller coaster ride since then. But then we strung together a few wins, and things at least looked like they were starting to look better. They were starting to improve. It looked like Hurts was taking the criticism that people were saying about him early on in the season and was clearly working on tightening those loose screws. And he was starting to look better in that Saints game. The opinion completely flipped on this team and the and uh, Jalen Hurts. A lot of people were like, hey, I'm down to see this guy grow and give him another shot next season. It looks like he's developing well. And I was on board too. Our O-line looked great during that Saints game. They gave up zero quarterback hits, zero sacks. We have a young core that I think can really grow together. I really like Devonta Smith. I like Quez Watkins. We have a few defensive players that are really good together. This team was starting to, you know, my optimism was starting to grow a little bit. Um, 
they looked great coming off that game versus the Saints. And um, like I said, beginning of the season, I didn't expect much, and it's grown a lot after, especially after that game against the Saints. I even have a buddy that works for the Eagles, <clears throat> and I asked him like beginning of the season, like what did he think? And he wasn't even he wasn't too optimistic about the team, and I didn't blame him. But after that Saints game. I saw him again, and we were talking, and he was like, hey, birds are going to the playoffs, baby. Like, everyone else was feeling way more optimistic about this team. And I was like, oh, man, this is the Philadelphia theme. Like, we are just setting up to get hurt here. The Phillies just had a run in their MLB season where they were able to take first place and hold it for a few days and completely fell off the wagon. And that's the one thing that I was very cautious with going into this Giants game. Um, it could easily just... We could easily lose, and, well, there it goes. It's going to be a lot harder to climb back if we lose, and we looked like absolute shit that game. I don't... I was in and out of watching it because I was just, like, so unentertained. It was just... It was an awful game. All around, 13-7 was the final score. We couldn't get anything going. It was, like, Jalen Hurts is, like, fourth or fifth game in a row with under 200 passing yards. And it was a game that we really needed to win. We play the Giants before that game. We had our remaining schedule was the Giants twice, Washington football team twice. So those are four really important games that if we were able to win all four of them or three of four, maybe we could have a look at a potential like wild card spot. But like that's just such a deflating loss that I think it's just gonna carry out from there. Um I don't know, man. It's tough. The one the one thing I have with Hurts, and like I said, I was in and out of watching the Giants game, so I don't I don't really know. Um, I can't really say confidently how bad his play was that game. But I know a couple things throughout the season that everyone has been mentioning about him. You know, he's leaving clean pockets. I notice he's still doing that. Obviously as like a um obviously as like a uh a keyboard general manager, I could sit here and be like Oh my gosh, how are they not? Even I know to like go over that in film. And like, no, they definitely see that in film and they're working on it. To me, it's probably a mental thing. Hurts, it's his first season as a starter. You know, like whether they want to bring him back next season to give him another shot, I don't, I don't really know where I stand on that point. I'm still like, kind of in between. But like, that's a mental thing that I think he can get over eventually. But it is a pain in the ass sometimes to see him have all the time in the world and then still leave a, a clean pocket. Another guy I want to pick on a little bit is Jalen Rager. Man, it's actually crazy. Like, in such a short span, short span, I know that there's other, you know, competitive targets. And I forgot to mention when I was talking about the offensive young core, Dallas Goddard, too. He's one of my favorite guys. Just a side note, he's also going to be a great tool for the Eagles going forward. Anyway, Jalen Rager. I know there's a lot of competition in, in the target share for the Eagles, right? You got Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins. You have Dallas Goddard. Um, you might even have some screenplays to Miles Sanders. I know there's a lot, but man, this guy, he's been bad, dude. He's been really bad. And it's, it's really just a, a shame. So I'm looking at his game logs here, and... He's had games where he's been targeted a lot, but man, dude. So going back to week one, he was targeted six times, had six receptions for 49 yards. And then two games later, he was targeted eight times, five receptions, 53 yards. 
But then listen to like to these stat lines after like the first those few couple decent games. Two receptions, one reception, zero, two, one, 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 two. Look ready for the yards. 49, 5, 53, 9, 24, 0. He was targeted three times that game, zero receptions. 25 yards, zero yards, minus six yards on one reception. 12 yards, minus one yard on one reception. And then 31 yards last week. He had seven targets. We all know he dropped that ball. That was on by the goal line. I don't know what happened. We draft this guy a few years ago. Round one, pick 21 uh, in the 2000, no, not a few years, 2020 draft. He was a rookie last year, and like he showed flashes last season, and there was a little bit of hype, at least for Eagles fans surrounding Rager, and we were all pretty excited for him. And like his rookie season wasn't, I can't really recall too much, but I remember like being somewhat impressed with Jalen Rager, like he had potential. And then you come to this season, and he completely fell off, and like I was trying to like dabble around and feel like the opinion on him through the Eagles fan base on Reddit. And a lot of people just don't think, they just don't think he has it. He just, whether it's work mentality or he just doesn't have the, the skill set that they once thought he could have held, he could have held. I don't know. I mean, they must have saw some kind of potential, obviously, in 2020 to draft him in round one. It just stinks that this, who knows what could happen for the rest of the season or maybe next year if we keep him, maybe he could bounce back. Who knows? I'm hoping something like that can happen with Jalen Rager. I want him to be a good piece to this team, and he can be, maybe. Um, but it would really suck to just see that be a bust. I hope he can work it out. I don't know if I'm really confident or not. I've even seen some Eagles or like Philadelphia radio TV show or radio shows and some people on Twitter mentioning that they don't even know if they want him doing special team stuff anymore. So it just seems like he's regressing at a very fast rate, and that is not a good sign for the Eagles. All right, moving on from my Eagles because it's painful enough to talk about them. You know, we're gonna. I want to talk about the Titans. So, looking at their schedule, right? They've lost back-to-back weeks now. They're now eight and four, and they're first in the AFC South. They've dropped to third in the AFC standings. And the reason why I wanted to bring some attention to this is because it's so important to hang on to that number one seed. And we know they're now, they now have lost back-to-back weeks. One game was to, uh, to the Houston Texans. The remaining schedule is Jaguars, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Houston again. All games they could win. Um... Listen, I was on Twitter the other day. Derrick Henry was trending, clicked on it. There was reports that he could make a potential return in time for playoffs. But in my eyes, I don't doubt that. It's just that that leg injury, I think it was a leg injury or a foot injury, it was significant enough for the Titans to shut him down for the whole entire season. So I don't think they want to rush him back. Now... In my opinion, I think maybe he could be ready for round one. Or sorry, excuse me, round two. So that's why it's so important for the Titans to keep playing well and secure that number one seed, get that first round by, and now you get another extra free week to rest up, another week for Henry to rehab, 
and hopefully be healthy enough for the game. Be ready for round two because it's it's clear now that they are they are feeling the hole of Derrick Henry. You know, like they are feeling his absence. It's kind of a mystery how well they're going to do going forward. They're still going to make the playoffs. It's just you don't know. They could if they drop a game to Houston. Who knows? They could drop a game to Houston again on the last game of the season. They could drop a game to the Jaguars. I think all the remaining games are very winnable games. So maybe if things can really swing their way. They could still maybe claw back to that number one seed. I don't know. But it would just really stink for Titans had all this hype building up the entirety of the season. You know, as a, as a Titans fan, it must have felt great to see you guys just win after win, win after win. You were like, what, 8-2 and two or 8-3 and three when Henry went down. I would be a little sweaty. I would be a little nervous. Because I know how much they were using Henry per game, how many carries he was getting, like 20 plus carries per game. He was killing it, getting, he had, I don't know at the top of my head, but he had already so many 100 plus yardage games. That one game, I think he scored two or three touchdowns as I have him in fantasy. It was beautiful. He was doing incredible. Um, you know, so much usage. I'm not shocked that an injury eventually came up. The Titans use him so much. He is literally their workhorse. It's such a big loss that I, it's like, for example, when I was watching the Eagles in 2017, that was Carson Wentz. He was having an MVP type season and we were killing it that year. I was actually in a similar, not me solely, we as the Eagles fan base were in a similar situation as the Titans are in right now. Um, Wentz goes down, tears his ACL. We're, at a, we're in a great spot in the standings. We were looking great all year and now Foles has to come in. And I can't remember off the top of my head how many games he ended up winning to close out the year or not. Obviously, he's, <laughs> he won all the games in the playoffs, and he killed it in the Super Bowl, which is amazing. The difference here is with the Titans is they've already had two games with their star player gone, lost both of them, uh, lost both of those games. Uh, and I'm not saying that they can't bounce back. They could easily win out, and they'll be sitting nicely at one of the top seeds in the AFC. The issue here, though, is that first round by it's so important, and this is why I was saying with like the NFC, it's people need to realize that when Aaron Rodgers missed that one game for the for the whole COVID thing, that's more, in my opinion, that was more significant than you think. They had the first round by at that point. Um, they lost the game that Jordan Love started, and then they lost the game after that that Aaron Rodgers it was his first game back. Um. Green Bay had that first round bye. And for me, like, I'm really, I emphasize that first round bye a lot. Football is a brutal sport. Um, and I remember at one point in my life, I was like just completely oblivious to how brutal of a game football was. Like, there's a reason why they play once a week. Uh, I've seen like a few videos of like players the day after a game, like, they could like barely walk. And like, so like, it's, that first round buy is just so important for, you know, last minute like rehab sessions for players to get players who might be 80% in the first round. They'll be 100% because they have that first round buy to play in the second round. And that's why I'm saying with the Titans, it was so important to maintain and keep that spot because Derrick Henry might be back and ready for round one it's just i would feel more comfortable with him coming back in round two and it would be very unfortunate for the titans to you know put a strong performance on for the remainder of the season 
just to maybe lose that first round um, playoff game and then Derrick Henry to be healthy and ready for round two. I don't want that to happen. I want to see Derrick Henry play in the playoffs. I want to see him be able to compete on a big stage like that. But I don't know. I I don't know. Like I said, Jacksonville next week for them, they should win that. If they don't, things are going to get a little dicey if they don't win that game. If they don't win that, that'll be their third loss in a row. Um, And in those three losses, two of them would have came to two opponents who are just very bad in Houston and Jacksonville. Um, Now, in their last five games, Jaguars, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans, I think they could easily win Jaguars, Dolphins, Texans, even though they did lose to the Texans. I think that might have just been maybe an off day. I think Tannehill had, like, what, like, two or three interceptions that day. Maybe he could dial it in and they can beat them. I think potentially they could lose to Pittsburgh or the 49ers. I don't know why. I think that just those are games that could be close. The game script, everything can come together. It could be a close game. Um, like I said, though, next week is very important, or I guess week 14 for them is very important <clears throat> because if they lose to another bad team like the Jaguars, it's not going to look good. And I think confidence would just be at an all-time low in the uh, Titans organization if they dropped the game to the Jaguars. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were if they won four of their last five. I wouldn't be surprised if they won three of their last five. I would be shocked if they only won two of their last five. You know what I mean? So, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll be okay. I hope that Derrick Henry isn't being rushed back either because he is just something else. And I know that, like, when you make the playoffs, now, you know, there's teams that haven't made playoffs for years. So, when you make the playoffs, you want to give it your all. You want your top guys to be back. And just be careful with it, you know? Because in my eyes, like, it felt great winning that Super Bowl in 2017. It felt great when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008. But, like, if, you, if you're if you confident that you can make that same run the next season with a healthy Derrick Henry and potentially go further, then maybe it's not all that important to, like, rush him back this season. I'm not saying that they're, they are rushing him back. It's just that's always... A possibility that he might be getting rushed back. And it, it would really, really suck for him to come back and play in that first round and re-aggravate that injury and it might carry into next season because now he might need, like, I don't know, another surgery or he might need to do something else or the rehab's going to take longer and then he might could potentially re-aggravate it again next season. I don't want that happening. I don't even want to think about that. I'm not saying that's going to. It's just like it's not it wouldn't be a terrible idea to be like let's just try making a run this season and shut you know shut down Derek Henry for the rest of the year. Let's try making a run without him. If not because the Titans looked good all the way up until Henry went out with an injury. You know what I mean? Like even if he was handling the majority of the workloads like they were still looking like a solid team. So they I'm confident that they can make this a very similar run next season. So I don't really see a need. I'm not saying they are rushing Derrick Henry back, but, you know, 
if it was up for like if an option was maybe we should shut him down for the season and try making a run and then if not we'll bounce right back maybe make a few off-season moves and we'll come back even stronger with a fully healthy Derrick Henry in 2022 I wouldn't be totally opposed to that I'm not saying that they are rushing him back I'm not saying that he's not on pace for his recovery I hope he is I hope he can come back and play in the playoffs it would be sick to see him come back and drop 150 yards in round one of the playoffs against whoever they play. And who knows? Maybe the Titans went out or some wild shit happens and they somehow get that number one seed back. I'm not saying that can't happen either. It's just, it's, just, it's very important. That number one seed, man, I'm very big on it. I'm very big on it. And because I want to see the Titans, I, I don't really care how well the Titans do in the playoffs, but I do like Derrick Henry and I would really like for Derrick Henry to see some playoff time this season. I wouldn't have been opposed to the Titans holding on to that number one seed. Uh, anyway, I haven't really seen any much more reports. Like I said, I saw it on Twitter that he might be on pace to come back for playoffs. I don't know how true that is. I didn't really read any articles about it. I haven't seen much since then, but it it was, it's not like I was reading these from like fans. Like it was verified accounts tweeting them, but I'll be honest. I didn't really look into who they were and I didn't really read any of the articles that were released on it. I just know that there was reports that he could be on pace to be back for playoffs. Whether that be, it was that was reported when they had the number one seed. So I don't know if that was reported in the hopes that they would have that first week by of playoffs and Henry can come back fully healthy in week two of playoffs, or if it was just being reported to be reported. I haven't seen any much movement on that since then. But uh, yeah, I hope. Good luck to you, Titans fans. I hope the rest of the season goes well for you guys. I don't really care, like, if you guys don't really make a deep playoff run because I'm not really, like, I have no opinion on it. However, but from a Derrick Henry perspective, I would love to see him come back and just wreak havoc in the playoffs. It would be sick. all know how big of a reddit fan i am so the other day uh i was scrolling through and i found a fun topic on uh the baseball reddit page so the question was what's the low-hanging fruit joke for your team i swear i see the same shade throwing jokes here all the same time so let them all out at once please so i thought it'd be fun i went through this the other day and was just reading them and i was having a bunch of laughs and uh since this is going to be a shorter episode i thought it would be a fun topic to just quickly breeze through a few of them go in depth with a few and just have some laughs here so the first one pretty much our existence <laughs> this is coming from a pirates fan and I, I can't disagree on that i don't i couldn't even i mean i don't know what's going on with that organization a new owner maybe might help every pitcher that goes there that gets traded does so much better as soon as they leave Unfortunate. I think Musgrove was there. Glassnow was there. I think Charlie Morton was there at some point. That's a tough scene. Somehow it's 20-3, and three and that didn't even happen to our baseball team. This is coming from a Braves fan. It's talking about when the Falcons blew the 28-3 uh, to three lead in the Super Bowl. It's funny because like, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, like, could you imagine like at a Braves game, like a Braves fan getting into it with an away fan and the away fan being like well at least we didn't blow a 28 to 3 lead in the super bowl and the Braves fans just like dude 
This is baseball. This has nothing to do with that. Off-season champs. That comes from a Padres fan. That's so true. They make so many moves. They get all these good players. They literally have like decimated their farm system by just trading all their prospects to bring in all this talent just for a mid-season collapse. Isn't that just a shame? That's tough. <laughs> the top reply, congrats on winning it all this season. Now please return Bob Melvin in good working order. Thanks. That came from an Athletics fan. This is a Dodgers fan. Arrive in the third, leave in the seventh. Mickey Mouse Championship, Violent Fans, the New York Yankees of baseball. <laughs> um, the last two I won't really touch on, but the first one's funny. And the Mickey Mouse Championship, obviously they won their World Series during a shortened season. Everyone that won a championship during their shortened season has a I'm not saying this, but the joke is that it's a Mickey Mouse championship. LeBron's been that's been said about LeBron when the Lakers won it. It's been said about um, not really as much, but I've seen people say it about the Lightning. I believe when they won it during their shortened season. Um, so that's just like a joke that is just a common joke that's been out there for a while. Uh, the arrive in the third, leave in the seventh is hilarious because the traffic in in LA is so fucking bad that I've heard stories of people where it's like it's t it took them hours to get to the game, and then because traffic's gonna be so bad leaving, probably that's why they're like, well, got to get out of here. Like for me, for example, when I go to Citizens Bank Park, sure, like I might. There's been games where I was like, ah, like let's leave in like the eighth or like midway through the ninth, because all you really have to worry about is like just like that first kind of rush of traffic you it's really if you're a patient person you're only ever sitting in that parking lot probably for the longest like 30 minutes and then maybe like another like 20 minutes when you're on the road but it clears up relatively quick quickly i couldn't imagine leaving a game you know after the ninth inning in la that'd be brutal this comes from a nationals fan i like this one a lot i actually have a a story with this one not a story just me being an idiot our logo resembles the logo of a national pharmacy and then the second joke is deferred money. The deferred money is funny, but I won't talk about that. The uh, National Pharmacy joke. This is so funny because I've been a baseball fan my whole life. And I've been a Phillies fan my whole life. So I've always hated the Nationals. So, like, I've just... And, like, they're an NL East team. I've seen them play a lot. Like, the Phillies and them play each other a lot because it's same division. They see each other a bunch. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that one of my friends were like, Man... The Walgreens logo is just the Nationals logo, or like, you know, vice versa. And I was just like, huh. It was like one of those things where it's like I've seen both of them so many times, but I guess I was just too lazy to put two and two together. <laughs> but that's that's a good one. Oh, this one is great. This comes from an Angels fan. Every time I see an Angels highlight, it's like, in quotes, Mike Trout hit three home runs and raised his average to 528, while Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since the Tuscan arm O'Doyle of the 1921 Akron Groomsman as the Tigers defeated the Angels 8-3. <laughs> That's incredible. That just defines their organization so perfectly. Imagine having two of, like, if not the two best players, Maybe not the two best players. Obviously, Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, in my opinion. Maybe Shohei is not the second best. You might have a different opinion. To me, they easily could be like number one and number two in baseball right now. And it's they still just haven't haven't cracked playoffs. Like I just want to see Mike Trout just 
fucking wreaking havoc in the playoffs and just bolstering these balls out of the stadium. I don't even know if bolstering is the right word to use there, but just blasting these balls out of the stadium. I don't know. I, hey, they're making moves this offseason. Maybe this is the year, next season, whenever it may start with this lockout. Who knows? Maybe this will be the year that they get to the playoffs. I mean, they signed Syndergaard. I think they re-signed their, one of their relievers in Glacius. He's good. Um... Why do I feel like I'm missing out on someone else? Yeah, I can't remember, but they're being, they were active in free agency before the lockout started, and I'm sure they're going to be even more active when the lockout ends. I think, you know, like they're, they're spending the money they, they, they want. It would really suck to waste Mike Trout's prime. That's all I got to say. That would really suck, wouldn't it? Oh, this one comes from an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. I've seen pictures of their stadium. I've never been. I like seen games on TV. I've seen pictures. I've never been, but I, I think this is kind of funny. The first one, uniforms are ugly. Uh, some of their older uniforms, I'm not. I don't hate their newer ones. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of. And then it said, "Looks like playing a de- looks like they're playing in a decommissioned warehouse." I think that's so true. Their field looks weird as shit. This come from a Rays fan. But this obviously aged poorly. Wander won't even be on the team in two years. Hey, good for you, Rays. Good for you for making a long-term contract, for finally doing it. Mets fan, LOL Mets. That's so true. That's just that's just their thing. Tampa Bay Rays fan, something, something, low attendance. Dude, the Rays are interesting because they actually have such a great team. They have young talent, Wander Franco. They have a... They have an ace pitcher in glass now. They're one of those teams where they've had the lowest payroll the last couple of years, but they've been one of the most competitive, showing that, like, you know, I guess they're cheap, but they're also good at drafting and developing their talent or getting guys for low value also, too. Um, good for the Rays. They're doing solid. But they get no fans at all. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Because like I, I was curious too, like if they made it deeper into the playoffs, what it would look like on TV. Like, what if they did make it to the World Series? Would they have gotten fans at that point? Or are you just like that's what I don't want to sound stupid here, but at that point, are you just giving away free tickets or like selling them for super cheap? Would they have gotten? I didn't really watch many of the Rays playoff games, so I can't remember what their stadium looked like the last time. But, like, if they made it to the World Series, I'm really curious how what would have happened. All right, moving on here. Houston Astros fan. Do I really have to say it? No. No, bud. You do not. Race fan. Montreal. <laughs> True. That really goes back to what we were just saying. Like, low attendance. I mean, if you can get fans somewhere else... I don't know. It's just a shame to have that good of a team, some fun young talent, and like no one shows up to the games. It doesn't help that their stadium's a piece of shit, too. This is a Marlins fan. We have two. Pick your flavor. LOL. No one goes to Marlins games. No fans. He's a good player. Can't wait to see who the Marlins trade him in. I butchered that. He's a good player. Can't wait to see who the Marlins trade him to in their next fire sale. Yeah, that's kind of wild. 
that joke, I think, can finally get like put on the shelf at least soon. The Marlins are making moves, and they have some young talent in their organization that I, th- I think the Marlins will be a good baseball team. I don't know about next season, but I think very soon. Um, but there were a time where they were just trading. They had Giancarlo Stanton traded him. Um, then they had Christian Yelich. They traded him, and he became an MVP after he left. So, uh, and with Yelich especially, I think the Marlins actually, now I don't know for sure, but I think the Marlins kind of messed up his swing. And when he went to the Brewers, they kind of tightened some loose screws, which was when he went on to win the MVP. Oh, everyone in the 2012 Tigers rotation having a ring that hasn't won with the Tigers. That's so true. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. But I, I remember seeing this after. Because recently, didn't the fifth guy just win a ring? I can't remember. But yeah, that's tough. Because the Tigers, I mean, hey, it's another team that we're now just starting to, to start. They're, they're spending money. They're buying in free agency. They have young talent. They could be good in a few years. That's a joke where... Hey, we might be forgetting about that joke in a couple years. The Tigers can get good, but that is tough. So basically, they had at a time, I think when Verlander was still a Tiger. Um, I want to say maybe Charlie Morton. I can't remember, but you got to remember, like some of these guys were young at the time. You go to other teams, they're able to fix things that other teams didn't see. They get better. So, but it was like the they had five guys in a single rotation at one point. And, like, along the road, they trade some, some walked, some got traded, whatever. But, like, down the road, they all end up winning a ring. And it's like, damn, that could have been the Tigers' rotation. But, like, obviously, you've got to take that with a grain of salt. Players being young, you never know what they're really going to develop into. Uh, anyway, I think that's where we're, where we're going to stop it right there. There's some good ones. Obviously, not a super long segment here. I want to keep this episode short. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of fun, though. Uh, there's some really good ones in there. And then when I was, obviously my reactions now don't really seem that great because I've already read a few of them coming into this. But, uh, I, when I first clicked on that, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to talk about this on the podcast because I got a kick out of it. I mean, other people might not. I enjoyed it though. Once again, thanks for tuning in. That's going to do it for us here at the Dugout Podcast. Um, I know I took last week off. Uh, I think things are getting a little bit busy, so I still want to do this because I really enjoy doing it as a hobby. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start shortening it from like an hour to right around like a 30, 40 minute mark. It just helps me out with editing and getting these out and still having like solid content to talk about. With that too, we can start talking about like more topics, but on for shorter spans. Anyway, as always, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to try and have an episode out every week going forward. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're back.